Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to CBN's London Market Update. My name is Stephen Kidd, and I'm the Regional Business Partner for Western Australia. Uh, so joining us today is John O'Brien. So John has recently joined uh, CBN as our Head of Placements after running his own successful business, Kobe Insurance, over on the Gold Coast. John has been in the insurance industry for coming on 20 years, working for international insurance brokers as well as locals. Uh, John, if you remember, presented at our PD days that ran in earlier this year in April. Um, so we welcome him back today as our uh, new head of market and placements. So if you can all just uh, say good day to John. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Um, morning all. It's morning here anyway. Um, but anyways, um, so today we're going to have a bit of an update on what's happening in the London market and what we're sort of experiencing. So some of the learning objectives that we're going to go through today is gain an understanding of the current market, including the syndicate's appetite towards new business. We're going to explore some, some of the situation around when is Lloyd's actually going to go back to normal and people get back to face-to-face -face meetings. We're also going to discuss what's going to make a submission stand out in London and what's required currently. We're also going to go over uh, the current rates and what expectations that you can see from the London market. So when you are advising your clients that they have a bit of an expectation around what's coming and how things are looking over there, being the largest captive market in the world, it is, uh, you know, the home of insurance, so to speak. So the first one that we're going to jump to is what's happening in the current market. So what we're seeing in the current environment in London is consolidation is a big thing. We're seeing a lot of syndicates are pulling their capacity and consolidating businesses quite dramatically. They're also seeing a lot of lines of business that have historically been unprofitable, finding that the syndicates are exiting those markets. So it is becoming a lot like the local market that you're seeing here where the major insurers are pulling back and not providing as much capacity in certain areas and certain classes of business as they used to. Um, the other thing is that now the syndicates are introducing minimum sums insured and minimum turnovers that they want to see before they're actually putting out any line on a piece of business. So in some instances, that can have a big impact on clients who have had small revenue, small asset size, but in a risky business. Um, the thing to remember as well with the London market, it's a catastrophe market. So really, it's worst case scenario is where you're going to end up there. And again, because the insurers are seeing risks from all around the world, they're treating it very differently to what you would see in the local market. So we're seeing the big rise in the liability portfolio at the moment. And of course, in turn, the syndicates are now increasing uh, their minimum requirements around turnover for them to obviously put any rates out on any new business. So that is challenging currently because historically they would play to a lot lesser premium than what they are now. So it is certainly becoming a lot more, you know, hard market. And again, clients are not liking it. We've had a couple of instances right lately where we've got terms out of London, but insureds just don't want to pay the premium, unfortunately. So we're also seeing that there's a big change in the amount of underwriters that are moving around from long-standing underwriters at a particular syndicate. They're leaving and starting a new, new underwriting agency or a new market. And again, 
that's got its challenges because those underwriters are so used to underwriting to the syndicate that they've worked for previously. Now they're in a new shop, they've got new underwriting criteria and they're not as flexible as they once were. So we're also hearing from the Lloyds brokers and the like that it is becoming quite challenging getting anything out of London at all. So the next one that we're going to talk about is um, Lloyds itself. So at the moment, obviously, due to COVID, and as you would appreciate, you guys obviously meet with your clients and the Lloyds brokers have got to meet with the market being the underwriters that they historically for all their life have been in Lloyds broking uh, in the true sense because, again, London is a much more old-school way of broking compared to the electronic way that we're so used to transacting in Australia. And the issue is that people can't go and see the particular underwriter out the box to get the line that they need, then it's delaying things. And at the moment, the feedback that I'm getting from all the Lloyds brokers is that underwriters are getting up to you know 400 emails and basically they're just picking and choosing what they want and deleting what they don't. Whereas in the old way, you could go and sit down with the, with the Lloyds underwriter, have the conversation and get him to sign it stamp on the, on the spot you knew where you stood and you'd move on at the moment everything's been done by whatsapp and zoom calls and again some of the brokers are finding it very difficult to get an appointment with an underwriter at the moment so they're hoping that by january next year that Lloyds will be back to normal capacity and the brokers and underwriters will be actually meeting face to face in the true sense which hopefully will start to turn a bit of the submission turnaround time and we'll start to see a bit more coming out of London because at the moment it is very challenging to get anything done and the time frames on responses are just terrible so coupled with it being you know the UK just coming out of their summer so a lot of people have been away and we're just seeing that September was quite challenging getting anything out of London, to be honest. So the next point that we're going to talk about is making submissions stand out in London. This is a big thing, particularly around the property situation at the moment. A lot of Lloyd's underwriters are now requiring minimum standards and minimum being a survey. They also want to see thermal imaging scan reports. They want to see you know, very comprehensive risk management information around a property submission because they're being very fussy with what they want to write at the moment because capacity is king. Reinsurers have made it very difficult. And also because of Australia being such a litigious and also, you know, weather-affected country, and they're seeing risk coming from the US, Canada, Asia, you know, they're being Europe, they're being very fussy about Australia at the moment. You're probably seeing that in the amount of underwriting agencies that are starting to pull back their capacity. This is being driven from London. So things are getting harder and harder to place business. And it's um, certainly not making, you know, making life easy for us as insurance brokers. One of the big comments that came from one of the Lloyds brokers recently on a property submission was that their recommendation to the client was to not buy insurance, to actually go and rip the roof off and re and put the funds that they were going to spend on insurance back into capital improvements because otherwise simply moving forward, the insured is not going to get insurance. So that is some of the things that you might want to take on board when you are talking to your client. If your client has a asbestos roof and a dilapidated area and a, you know they're in a high-risk industry, 
they've really got to consider, is it better to me to improve my building, do capital improvements, or is it better for me to spend the money on insurance when I'm just going to have to spend more and more and more as time goes on? So it's certainly something that you should be thinking about and having those conversations. Um, liability at the moment, if you're not providing as much risk management or as not much details around claims at the time the submission is submitted, generally speaking, you're going to find that you're just going to get a computer says no response, particularly out of London at the moment. The liability market in London is really starting to harden. It's becoming quite challenging to get anything done because they're seeing so many risks at the moment. So risk management is key. Um, in the professional indemnity space, we're seeing exactly the same. We're seeing it really starting to harden. So if we're sending submissions over, got to make sure that we have completed proposal form must be signed and dated. The amount of proposal forms that I see that aren't signed and dated by the client, and then it just creates a subjectivity. So if you are talking to your client, can you ask them to sign and date the prop when they complete it? We need either LinkedIn profiles or the current CVs of the directors, because again, they want to ensure that they know what's going on, who these people are that they're insuring. And again, one of the big things that I'd highlight is a copy of the client standard contract because you need to understand what the limitation of liability is and what the contractual exposure from a professional indemnity point of view is for the insurer as well as your client to give them adequate advice around that. So they're the key messages for submitting submissions to London. So the one thing that you probably will want to know and what, what, what are we sort of seeing in the London market in relation to rates and what are the increases that are the standard across the portfolio at the moment, the minimum standards that are coming out of London are a minimum 15% and that's on a clean risk. So if you've got a client who's got claims or has got certain issues, then you need to be advising them to be expecting a lot more. But I mean, the standard at the moment is 15% across the portfolio. It's what, what we're seeing out of London currently. The other thing to mention is, as, as I highlighted earlier, is there is criteria around minimum turnovers for insurers, well, syndicates to get excited at the moment. And again, minimum premiums typically coming out of London at the moment are 15,000 Aussie plus government charges. So that's your sort of base starting point. So I'll probably hand it back over to Steve now. Thanks, John. Thank you very much for giving us that uh, insight into the uh, current London market. Um, for me, especially, take some of the takeaways from that. Uh, definitely being, you know, um, what is required. So getting that submission to stand out, and uh, like as you correctly say, is the London market is is under great deal of stress and stress and pressure at the moment. And if your submission is not quite up to par, it doesn't uh, it doesn't pass the bar. Um, John, for me, I just have a, a question that, that's um, specifically just around turnaround times at the moment. So, ideally, what would you say in terms of you know getting everything ready and submitted to London? What sort of lead time are they looking at at the moment? So that um, you know the clients uh, you know, getting those uh, getting those quotes and those premiums in a reasonable bit of time. Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, to be honest with you, at the moment, I'd probably worst case scenario give yourself a week. But at the same time, I mean, depending on the level of complexity um, and the amount of underwriting information that's been provided, as I say, it's a matter of the Lloyds broker being able to track down that in, that that underwriter that they need to talk to. 
I mean, we've got some situations of some schemes and things that we've been working on. Uh, it's been three and four weeks to get responses. Um, and again, as I say, with, I mean, you know, this time of year is when some of the underwriters go off on leave. So it's it's been even more challenging with COVID, as I said. Now with the remote nature and the fact that Lloyd's brokers can't go and eyeball the underwriter, it is taking a lot more time to get anything done and referrals and things because everyone's remote and the way that Lloyd's works with the compliance and how difficult it is to get things processed in London, it is taking a lot longer than we've ever seen before. So if you do have a tricky renewal and you do need to engage London, then please start the process as early as possible because everyone's going there because everyone's trying to get a solution for their client. So it is quite challenging currently, I'll be honest. Awesome. Um, we do have a, a question coming. So is there any tips for placing risk that once would have gone to London in any other local market? Uh, the only tip with that is really is relationship is king at the moment. So any of the insurers that you're working with, you've just got to try and build that relationship as strong as you possibly can. And by that, and this is going to be a big job that we're going to have to do at CBN is we're going to have to start really looking at the portfolio, looking at why we're engaging with ABC insurer and trying to streamline this because the better and the stronger the relationship we have with the majors, the better it's going to be for us as a network moving forward because, again, it is really just coming down to relationship at the moment. Um, you know, insurers have got their hard line on what they need profitability-wise, and same with London, same with Lloyd's, and everyone's been knocked around due to COVID. So they are definitely looking for profitable business. But if your client is, is not profitable, then you need to have your ducks in a row. You need to have your risk management lined up. You need to have your strategy of how you're going to get that client over the line with the underwriter. And again, I keep saying it, but you've got to sell the story. The underwriter has never met your client. Well, how important are surveys at the moment? Absolutely critical. And again, the other thing that I will highlight is CBN has gone and invested in getting some property surveys for the group. Um, I believe you can speak to your RBPs about getting access to those. Quite honestly, if your client is a property account and it's got you know, manufacturing or any sort of elements that an insurer, even if it's furniture storage, like I had one the other day, you know, insurers now are saying minimum requirement survey. So in all cases, if you've got an ISR, I recommend getting a survey because it'll help you get to the top of the pile. It'll also help you get terms because at the moment, as you can appreciate, the insurers are flat out. They don't have the, the same amount of risk engineers as they used to and they just don't have the capacity or time to go and see your client and conduct a survey. So the good thing is if the client pays for the survey, you can use it for multiple markets. If you rely on one insurer, then obviously you don't get the survey. The next one, from, um, another question, more a statement as well as a bit of a question in there as well. So a statement being that we've experienced this before with Lloyd's, uh, why can't we get local insurance to support local brokers um well it's you know this is well you can time. but you need to have that relationship and you've got to have the insurer to back you i mean the, yeah. the issue is at the moment is that as i say lloyd's is a catastrophe market it's the you know largest captive market in the world but at the same time you much prefer to place the business onshore in australia 
than having to go to London. Absolutely, totally agree. If it can be done on shore, you know, that's obviously that being the preference. Um, the second part of it just being um, a bit about steadfast local underwriting agencies and not supporting us in a time of, you know, a need of you know, when they need support. Well, again, the steadfast local under agencies are, you know, limited in terms of their environmental capacities as well and, yeah. and their reinsurance. So, yeah, and again, you're saying that all the binders are under scrutiny at the moment. And again, Correct. there's been quite a few that have lost their binders and then re-secured their binders, you know what I mean? So you're seeing a lot of that in the in the underwriting agency space currently. And that's why some have had to exit the market, some have had to get new capacity. You know, we're seeing it quite heavily in the liability and financial line space currently. Yeah. They're the two sectors that are getting impacted quite dramatically. People like financial planners and the like are having a pretty tough time. No, totally agree. What will ease the hard market and when is that likely to happen? Not for some time. The reinsurers are bleeding. There's there's been too many catastrophe losses. There's too much happening globally. COVID's had too much of an impact on the bottom line as well. It's it's really gonna be probably another couple of years, in my opinion, until you start to see that insurers are making the money that they were prior to COVID, and that's basically where it's at. Yeah, I look totally agree. And uh you know, we all know that there is a, a big shortfall from the the travel insurance market. And I yeah, I mean, the other thing is, look, I heard, I heard the other day that there's a large international broker that's got 3,000 vacancies. So there's a massive, you know, there is a massive gap in the insurance sector full stop with quality underwriters and quality brokers because the market's changed so much and people are getting out. That's right, yeah. I suppose it's kind of the unknown at the moment. So it's a hard question to answer in terms of when it will ease. I suppose it comes down to when our um, global pandemic will ease as well, which will, you know, once that's Exactly right, right. yeah. And again, the insurers are running a business and they want to run a profitable business. So once they return to a profitable situation, then I think they'll start to ease the rates. But as it currently stands, no. And again, you're also seeing a lot of portfolio correction going on. You see a lot of the major insurers now going through their portfolios and kicking a lot of business out because they just had it on the books for so long and they didn't realise what they had. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So um, the next question coming in is, um, will the hard market for PI also continue for further three or so years, do you reckon? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And again, I mean, the the issue there is Australia is so litigious and we're so contractually obligated and the PI sector at the moment has been heavily, heavily hit. The other sector that's going to become very, very interesting moving forward is going to be cyber. Um, already having discussions with Liberty who are saying they're not writing any new business. Um, so we're going to say if your client doesn't have cyber, I'd recommend that they get it because they're going to become uninsurable. Advice, good advice. Um, next question being, how much does COVID's um, BI claims pay a part in the scheme of trying to place the harder risks as we don't know the true outcome yet? So I guess that's leading towards, you know, the unknown of the uh, the BI claims that are potential and potential PI claims as well. Yeah, exactly right. And again, that that is really going to be a tricky one because some of the major insurers have put reserves away to be able to factor in for what the potential losses could be. But again, it's all, it's it's a could be. We don't know what the actual impact of that's going to be, but, it, but in my personal opinion, if that does go ahead, it's probably going to cripple some major insurers. I totally agree. And I think we can reference back to just uh, a few months back when the first court ruling came out, IAL took their shares down for approximately a 
day as they done a, um, a shareholding raising to, I think it was around about 350 million to keep in capital reserve for potential BI claims. Um, mm-hmm. so that's a small proportion of you know one insurer. So um, yeah, it's, again, it's, it's the unknown to come. Um, so what about the outlook for management liability? Uh, that's, um, yeah, again, it's um, it's a challenging market. It's it's becoming quite tight. The other thing I will advise is that if you have policies with Chubb, um, IT liability and cyber on Premier Tech, um, you know I've heard that they're starting to reduce their capacity from twenty to ten on some some policies. But management liability is challenging because of again the state of the market and what we're seeing. You know. There's a lot of EPL claims, a lot of stat liability claims that are coming in and the insurers are feeling it. So, again, you know, we've really got to be educating our clients around, you know, their business and how they can have better risk management processes and procedures. Correct, yeah. So, again, it boils down to that risk management side of things, you know, making sure... Absolutely, yeah. And, again, what they can do contractually to mitigate their exposure. Absolutely, yeah, totally agree. Uh, So, next question coming in the luxury home market is virtually non-existent for homes if they're near bush even like bushland uh, so aig we've recently have pulled out mansions were aig and, and now relying on qbe so their appetite has changed so mm-hmm. chop declines you're pretty much done so do you know of any options worth exploring using london underwriters um, or any emerging underwriters in this space so probably we're talking about high end you know two three yeah high end um yeah Look, to be honest with you, no, because again, um, look, there isn't really an appetite for it in London, I'm going to be honest. Um, you've got your Chubbs, your Mansions, your AIGs, you know, but but again, you know, Blue Zebra, IAL, you know, Vera have exited the market as well. Um, so look, I mean, it is quite a challenging space and probably something we probably need to address with, um, with the likes of Steadfast underwriting agencies and see what what they've got on the radar for moving forward because the domestic market is becoming quite challenging. Um, also, as, as we all know, the premiums are becoming astronomical. Um, I know what I pay for my own home and contents here on the Gold Coast and it's ridiculous, but that's just life at the moment, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, so um, unfortunately, no, I don't have a better solution for you there at the moment. That's one for us to have a look in. So, um, so please join me, join, uh, join again for taking the time to join with us today. Uh, to our network, we hope you have found this session valuable.